0: Today is Tuesday, April the 26th, and this is episode number 29 of the Khan Wealth Advisory podcast series. I'm Asif Khan, Wealth Advisor with BMO Private Wealth. First off, a shout out to my second youngest daughter. Happy birthday, Nadia. Our podcasts usually take place when things appear to be not so great. It has been like that for a few weeks, but more has piled on that folks are starting to have more concern now than a few weeks back. So what's everyone worried about? Well, the war to begin with. Additionally, we have potentially slowing economic growth because of higher than average inflation, increasing interest rates, the Fed and the Bank of Canada potentially overdoing the tightening cycle, higher oil prices, supply chain issues, and China lockdowns and COVID variants. But do remember that underneath the surface, especially here in North America, all is not that weak. Remember that we are at near full employment both here in Canada and the U.S., The consumer's balance sheet is rather strong, and there's still so much stimulus in the system. One thing that Austin and I have learned in our 25-plus years in the business is that research on forecasting demonstrates just how bad our industry is at predicting the future. So don't give too much attention to the headlines. They are always meant to throw you off. In my opinion, the market drop from last Friday was related to the chatter of a 75-basis hike in the U.S. interest rates, The market had already accepted that it would be 50 basis points and possibly another 50 basis points shortly thereafter. So maybe this is a case of overreaction, who knows. One thing we have learned from the 25 years that we've been in the business is that any predictions by market prognosticators or economists is usually always wrong. The current prediction is that interest rates are going to go up by as much as 250 basis points in the next several months, so either it will or it will not. Why would the market be concerned by rapid interest rate hikes? It's because the general feeling is that that would possibly lead to a recession. The stock market may continue its gyrations, but remember, no trend lasts forever. We don't know if the stock market bottomed last Friday. No one is smart enough to know these things in real time. Just know that trying to understand what's going on with the stock market during a time of war and inflation and interest rate scares can be confusing and counterintuitive. And remember, markets don't end. For years, pundits have been proclaiming, I've seen this movie before and it ends badly. Well, guess what? Markets don't end. Yes, some companies fail, but most of them keep right on chugging along. Selling products and services, making profits and paying dividends – And the stock market isn't going out of business anytime soon. With regards to the war and predictions on outcomes, well, that is almost impossible to predict. All we can say is that we hope and pray that a resolution to this happens sooner than later and that lives are spared and human dignity is returned to those who have suffered the most. What this war has done has made many countries realize that they need an energy plan and will need fossil fuels available from multiple sources. For public policy, this is going to mean that Western governments will have less appetite to suppress energy production. It will be tough to curtail drilling, extraction, and more pipelines, but all is not lost on the green movement either. This should also mean much more resources to figuring out alternative energy sources so that we have less dependency on fossil fuels in the future. But for the time being, the Western governments are going to put pressure on both green energy and fossil fuel development, to remove dependency on countries like Russia or Venezuela or Saudi Arabia. But I digress. So now turning to COVID, have we turned the corner on it? I don't know. My guess is that 80% were probably done, but variants can and are still showing their ugly head. Let us hope and pray that the variants path continues to become less virulent. With regards to inflation and interest rates, all I would want to possibly guess is that inflation probably begins to improve and that interest rates go higher. Overall, remember this, you might not be human if you haven't experienced some feelings of, maybe I should do something. It is human to think that we need to react to current situations. We are here to tell you that the best course of action is to act on the plan that you have in place. Don't alter it because of headlines or fears. Now, over the last 90 years or so, the markets have experienced about 25 bear market corrections. That is Corrections of at least 20% or more, which means that we have a bear market about once every three and a half years on average. So they happen often. Ask yourself this, every single time the markets have gone down, they have come back, true or false? And every single time the markets have gone down and come back, they have gone on to set new highs. Again, true or false? And last, ask yourself this, if everyone knows that markets are going to go down, come back and go on to set new highs, why do so many people lose money in the stock market? It is simply because fear is a very powerful emotion and it makes us do things that perhaps we should not. The main point is that we act and we don't react. We do not suddenly change our investment policy because of current events. These current scares too shall pass. To provide some context and some recency, there have been four black swan events of the last 35 years or so. They seem to come out of nowhere and shake our core beliefs and understandings. What are these events? They were the crash of 1987, 9-11, the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy, and the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I'm going to give you the value of the S&P 500 just before these periods occurred. So they're high before the drop. Keep in mind that today the S&P 500 is around 4,300. So for the crash of 1987, the S&P, before falling, was at 283 points. That's 283. Today it's 4,300. Before the 9-11 event, it was 1,093. And just before the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy, it was 1,252. And just prior to COVID-19, it was 3,300 and 86. So again today the s and 500 is around 4300. Those numbers again, 283, 1093, 1252 and 3386. The point here is that even if you were the unlucky person to have invested at the high before the drop, by the next major market event you were ahead. Every one of those events was portrayed by the media as the end of the world. Life went on. The economy healed as did the markets. Superior companies continue to grow and innovate, and they increase their earnings and their dividends over time. We don't try to ascertain that we know any of the outcomes from the current conditions we find ourselves in, or how they may be similar or different from past events. But what we can conclude by stating is that the investment policy of a goal-focused Plan driven long term equity investors should be unaffected by any variable de jour. The moral is that we need to ride out bear markets. Yes, ships are safer in port, but ships are built to weather the storm. We will weather the storm by doing the following. 1, we sit tight and avoid rash reactions. 2, we begin to buy selectively. 3, we take this opportunity to upgrade the quality of our portfolio. Four, we have a long-term time horizon. Five, we make sure that your plan is on track. Six, we agree that you are holding the right mix of assets for your goals. Seven, we don't try to time the market. Eight, we set realistic expectations. Nine, we study the long-term trend of the market. And ten, we remind ourselves that bear markets are followed by bull markets. To close out, here's a quote from Warren Buffett. He says, The most important quality for an investor is temperament, not intellect. And here's our corny dad joke. What do you call a man without a body and a nose? Nobody knows. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you soon. Call us anytime with your questions or comments. My number is 416 725 9133 and Austin's is 4167097879. This is Asif Khan signing off. Be well and have a wonderful week. Hello and thanks for sticking around. Oh gosh, where to start? My three daughters all had a birthday in the last month and a half. So it's been a busy few weeks on the gift front. Perfume for the two older ones and new shoes for the minor niner. Just prior to COVID in October 2019, I had taken my eldest daughter to New York for a three-day trip. It was a congratulations trip for her getting into university. My second daughter started university in September of 2021. With COVID restrictions, we finally got a chance to go this past February. Both of those trips were memorable and I hope the kids cherish it as much as I did. Going to a Broadway show and having a couple of enjoyable meals is nice, but the real special part was simply just getting to know them a bit better. Thanks for your time, be well, and talk to you soon.